What up, world? What up, world? What up? What up? What up? Welcome to another session of Untherapy. We got the beautiful untherapist with us, Lady J. How you feeling? I am feeling amazing. 2023 has really been the GOAT year so far. So I'm ready for whatever is coming next. All good things, of course. That's what I'm talking about, Deja Deja. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. The new year is a breath of fresh air. So I can't complain. That's what I'm talking about. Chef Shea, what it do? What's up, coach? Hey, on therapist. I am shatastic, shatastic. I don't remember what it was, but I'm amazing. And I'm excited to get into our session today. Whatever you say it is, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> I'm trying to think back. I think that's what I said before. Yeah, we're going to go with shatastic. <laughs> you were a chef-tacular before, Ooh, You were chef-tacular. Trademark. Trademark. Bam, that's it. Thank you. Trademark. <laughs> My job. Jelly Gels, how you feeling? I'm great. I'm glad to be back with y'all. I'm glad for another year, another day to be alive. I'm just ready to get into it. But how about you, Coach? I'm here. And when you get when you get two kids, <laughs> being here is just enough these days. I ain't going to lie. Um, but yeah, man, you know, fatherhood got me running around. So, you know, being here, being present, that, that's 100% thing for me. We've got to take a moment and welcome King Cadence to the world. Coach yeah. is a daddy of two. That's two kids. Daddy yeah. saying two kids feel like five. Yeah. Listen, man, you <laughs> it's a young man's game, man. I don't know what I thought I was doing, but God, God knows everything. So that's what it's gonna be. You know, take your time, but also don't wait too long. That's all I gotta say for all those who want children. Take your time, but don't wait too long. This is a young man's sport, trust me, a young lady's sport. But yeah, man, I, I, it's so, I'm so glad. You know, we've been in the new year for a few weeks now. But I got to ask y'all something. Um, I see a lot of, you know, you know, the new year, new me type posts and stuff like that. But people still acting the same. You know, I don't see a lot of physical changes on people. I don't see a lot of, like, different things that they're doing. So my question, does the old you ever really leave? Is that something that you can really get rid of? Or is it something that you suppress and you try not to go back to? Lady J, I want to ask you first, does the old you ever really leave? So in your personal experiences, does the old you leave or do you just try to suppress it uh, to make sure it doesn't arise when it doesn't need to arise? So I don't really subscribe to that new year, new me narrative. But I will say when you're trying to elevate yourself, when you're trying to level up, certain characteristics of how you once were in the past or I guess the old you, I don't think all of it will ever leave because that is you, right? Those experiences and whatever mindset that you once had, those are all things that were the building blocks to this quote unquote new you, right? So no, I don't think everything leaves, but I do think if you're really trying to elevate, you're really trying to change some things about yourself, definitely some habits that you may have done in the past, you could stop doing that. But I do think the core of everyone, like, I think you could suppress certain parts of yourself, but at the end of the day, real change is, is like the long game, right? It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So if you, if you just want to say new year, new me, yeah, you could suppress certain qualities, but at the end of the day, if those qualities at the core are still you, they're going to resurface. 
because you are who you are, but you can change certain characteristics. You can change your mindset, but December 31st to January 1st ain't going to do it. It's going to, it takes much. I think it's like saying it is one thing, but I think it kind of takes like longer because what they say, 21 days breaks a habit or it's the starting point of breaking a habit. So I think if you're going to change, yeah, something like that. If you're really going to change certain parts about you, that takes practice to remind yourself not to do certain things, but I'm not really a new me, new year, new me type of lady. I'm, I'm more so, you know, I know change comes with time. Yeah, it, it also comes with work. You know, I used to see a lot of people, um, whether it's in church, or whatever, and they used to always hit you with the, you know what, I'm gonna shut up because the old me, you know, I don't want the old me to come up out of me. I'd be like, yo, if it's if it's that accessible, <laughs> is it really a new you? You know, um, and you said something that, that's interesting. You said, you know, you are who you are, but sometimes people are who they are not. <laughs> you know, some people have hung around for so long that they begin to act like the people they're around. And you'd be like, wait a second, this ain't me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I smoke, I don't drink. Uh, you know what I mean? Not, not that you know, if it does, it does it, but you know, who some people are find them using certain words that they wouldn't normally use. And yo, bro, you grew up in church. When did, when did this gang this gang life come out of you? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be trying to figure it out. So I don't know, days to days, talk to me. Tell me what you feel about it. I'm kind of with Jahan on that one. Like, I don't really like saying like, new year, new me. Or like, y'all remember, I think we were discussing like the girl that climbs up the steps with all of her like past problems. <laughs> like, I don't know, I feel just that what John said like it takes weeks to break a habit and just because you break and quote a habit doesn't mean that it's untouchable you know so I feel like you always have the core of you you consciously choose to make a change and like stick with it So like how you said when people be like up up when you get the old me that's all that's saying is you are consciously making this decision not to cuss out that person not that you will never, ever, ever again cuss out a person. So that's just kind of how I look at it. You make the choice. Let me ask you, right? What's something that was the old you that is no longer in the new you that you had to work to get out and that, and that doesn't exist anymore? Is there something that you were or is there, is there a characteristic or of something that you had back in the day that made that the old Deja? Or has this been Deja all her life and then you just learned how to balance certain things? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> wow, you just put me right on the spot. Hey, man. Give me like a second. Give me a second. Because I have one in mind, but I want to see if I can like dig a little deeper. But give me a second. Come no back. I'll come, I'll come right back to you. Um, Chef Shay, talk to me. What's the, was, is there an old Shay? Or has this shade been this shade for her entire life? Um, I feel like the core of me is the same. However, in every upcoming year, I try to have new goals. So it's not me saying, oh, you know, this year I'm going to be a different person. Like, no, I want to be myself, but enhance. So like setting different goals for myself to be that enhanced person, like knowing, I know I said this before, just becoming more disciplined and like that being a goal and setting out different things 
to practice that discipline is what's going to make me a better person in the long run. So like I said, with, you know, exercising and trying to have a healthier lifestyle by, you know, say example, meal prepping and deciding that I'm going to walk 20 minutes at least three days a week, being disciplined in those um, and following those regimens would help me to build that and enhance myself. And once I'm, you know, practicing it and making it a, you know, a habit and a part of my, my life that would improve who I am as a person and also improve other aspects of myself. But I don't think just because the clock turns that all of a sudden that, you know, all the bad things or the negative or, you know, the things that you feel of yourself that you wish you could change just automatically disappears because you say it's a new year and I'm not going to be that anymore. Like it takes action. It's, it's more than just saying that. It's you putting in the work and making a plan to set these goals that you have for yourself to change and make enhancements to yourself. How do you hold yourself accountable, though, as far as this is the shit I am, this mm-hmm. is the shit I want to be, but it's it takes work. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Now, the steps for that work is solely based on you. Mm-hmm. So if you tell yourself, I want to lose a certain amount of weight, or I want to go to the gym every day, or I want to walk 20 minutes every day, and you don't do it, how do you hold yourself accountable? What's the, what's the conversations you have with yourself? Is it just up? I'll do it tomorrow, or I'll mm-hmm. walk forty tomorrow, or is it just up? Tomorrow's gone. We'll just look for the future. Is there uh, an accountability system that you can hold yourself? Because we can easily just say, yeah, you know what? Not twenty, maybe ten today. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm gonna do ten pushups before I go to bed every night till I start working it. And then some nights I was like, yeah, five is five is cool. <laughs> right. Burning, I'm tired. Yeah, five is cool. I wasn't really holding myself accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, extra five I wasn't punishing myself you know what I mean for those extra five if I didn't do it so what are some things or is there a way that you hold yourself accountable that could uh, help somebody else and um, what you're trying to do well like it's that word you use punishment like a lot of us when we set a goal for ourselves and we don't meet that goal or the criteria to get there every single day we beat ourselves up and I'm going to just speak for myself, I would get in the habit of beating myself up to the point that I don't even want to do it anymore. That's like, oh, I've missed this day or I missed these couple of days or whatever the case is because something came up and I would just forget it. And then instead of eating healthy or something like that, I end up just going back to my same pattern of like getting a, you know, a piece of junk food or something because I'm upset when that's doing the total opposite of what I wanted to do. So it's not even about like, yes, put, do certain things to hold yourself accountable, perhaps have somebody who is also doing something with you. So like you're both supporting each other or creating a plan and having it where like you have different time blocks for certain things. So like um, creating a schedule for yourself, like, oh, in the morning before work, I'm going to prep dinner. So um, if, you know, things get hectic throughout the day with work, at least I'll have the healthy food prepared already or almost prepared so that I can still eat it. Like you just doing those different things. And if you fall off one day, you start back up the next, like never, like never make a punishment out of it. Like you should just say, okay, I messed up. Give yourself that grace and be like, you know what? Tomorrow we're back on it. 
and then just keep going. Like, I know a lot of people who go on that cycle of, you know, new year, new me, I'm going to hit the gym every day. No one, they're not a gym person. So they start the year off strong. Okay, the first week, everybody up in the gym. I know a lot of people who are upset. They're like, oh, everybody making new year resolutions and they take up all the space at the gym and then later on it fades out, right? So instead of like pushing yourself to that extent, you start off small and start making building blocks and create plans so that it's obtainable. Like if you do too much at, at a time, you're not going to be able to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. So if you're doing it in, you know, pieces and breaking it down and making it something that's manageable for yourself, knowing who you are and knowing that, the, that you know, since that day changed, that you still that person, like regardless of if it's a new year or not, like knowing yourself, putting things in place to help you get to your goal versus making this harsh goal and then getting upset with yourself when you can't hit it. Mm, that's interesting. So you're saying, you're saying punishment shouldn't be a part of the, um, it shouldn't be one of the motivators to make you do what you want. For some, some people that may be a thing, but I've seen and like from my own experience and like, you know, other folks that I've talked to, like that whole punishment mindset, it doesn't, it doesn't help like for some people that I, that I've like spoken with and like my own personal experience that does not help me like that whole punishing and then feeling bad because all that does is lead me to go back into my old habits because that's comfortable. Mm -hmm. I know I, that old habit is comfortable. I'm used to that, even though it's not going to get me to my goal and that moment is going to comfort me. So mm -hmm. I have to just think, okay, instead of feeling defeated and punishing myself, it's like, okay, we messed up this this day all right we're gonna make a plan so that tomorrow is better than what today was and if every day you keep having that mindset of i'm gonna keep doing better and better then you will obtain that goal gotcha gotcha okay i like that we'll, we'll keep it positive keep it positive for now jelly jobs talk to me um does all you ever really leave can you really get rid of it um do you find that the old you is still a part of you or do you feel like that's just something in your imagination, not imagination, but something in your memory as of right now and they should be coming back to you on in a second. Um, I would have to say, I don't think there is an, an old, well, <laughs> this is conflated because if we're not talking anything spiritual, then I would say, no, the old you is always you. You'll always have your memories. You'll always have your experiences. You'll always have your your adversities that you've overcome. Those things educate you. Those things prepare you. Those things shape the unmoldable version of you that you were before. But in theory, you're still the same piece of clay that you started out as. Whether you become a spoon, a cup, a bowl, a vase, in essence, you're still that piece of clay. And I think people can remain in their same position if they're resisting to all of the life's experiences that come their way in order to refine them into the person that they're meant to be. Um, so I, do I believe that that old person is cast away? No, not really. It's just whether or not you're going to allow your life to be able to enhance you to get to the place that you ultimately need to be. Mm -hmm. This this is very interesting because I was talking to my sister one day 
And as far as I can remember, as far back as I can remember, she's always been a people's person, you know, bubbly. She never met a stranger type person. And I'm like, yo, I don't have the personality you have. I'm more laid back. I'm more analytical of people and all that. She was like, yo, growing up, I was super shy, but I had to break out of my bubble. So now she's a, a, a big burst of energy um, wherever she goes. So, um, so my question to you, Jelly, is are we who we think we are internally or are we what people perceive us to be based on their experiences with us? Well, I think that's a conundrum in and of itself because right. in theory, perception is reality. Right. If I perceive you to be rude, anything that you do towards me, whether it be right or wrong, I'm going to deem as rude because I I perceive you as a rude individual. Right. You could purely be coming from a fact-based standpoint and it has no emotion, no feeling, no bias at all, but I'm still going to perceive it to be rude because of who I perceive you to be. Whereas somebody else could think that you're the nicest person because you don't involve your feelings. You purely come based on facts and it's not subjective to any person or thing that may arise in the situation. You're always going to be the one that sticks to the line because that is the fact, right? And it's all all based on, again, who we are individually. I had to learn that myself. Like, I know that I'm a person that is very easily offended. I take things very personally and I tend to hold on to things. But I know that I cannot maintain relationships if every single thing that every single person does offends me and I can't let it go. So am I just the most understanding person? Somebody that meets me now in 2023 might believe that to be true, but someone from high school that I know and have known since forever will probably be like, oh, Lord, you didn't grow. (laughs) Why? Because their perception of me probably has not changed from when they first met me or those first few years that we've interacted. They know me from a different place in time. I'm not technically a different person because I still have those feelings. But my reaction to those feelings or my my choices after I have those feelings have changed. My my ability to be offended so easily has not gone away. But I have chosen through my experiences to be elevated and say, hey, it's not personal. It's not always about you. Make sure you ask a question. Make sure you follow up. Make sure you see if the person is still okay as opposed to making the situation about yourself because it may not be about you. So Jelly, quick question. So would you say that the change is just making like a conscious change? Like, because I have been saying that like you would be easily offended. That's you making yourself not be offended. Exactly. And you perceive me now that I've made that conscious decision or that conscious effort to be this person that's not easily offended when inside I am restraining myself. Mm-hmm. Inside, I'm telling myself, hey, check yourself. Because this, this could be about everything that that person has going on as opposed to what you have going on. Mm-hmm. But I can't get to the point of where someone feels comfortable enough to share that with me if every time I feel I'm offended, or every time I perceive what you're saying to be an offense, right. I then go in the defensive mode, or I go on the attack. Yeah. No yeah. one will ever get to know me as a person because every other word after they say my name, Jelly, will be, 
Yeah, she got an attitude. Yeah, you can't say none of her. Mm-hmm. No, she, everything about her, everything, she snapped, she a firecracker, she got a bad attitude, like, all because I can't check myself. So that's why it's hard for me to say, like, oh, yeah, people can change, because in theory, some things just don't go away. It, it, I'm, I'm closer to, well, I am 30. Even in these 30 years of life, right, there are plenty of experiences that I've had. My mother is closer to 60. She's had plenty of experiences that she's had. I don't believe that there are certain things that she's not feeling, even though she may go to a new job. She just knows now, hey, I can't do what I used to do, so I'm going to check myself. Does that mean she she not writing an email and sending it to my dad instead of sending it to her coworkers? No. But that means that she's consciously putting forth an effort and hopefully it will become subconscious in the future that all of these things that we're doing to better ourselves will become second nature. I think the craziest part about everything that you just said, which is 100% accurate, I definitely agree with you because people be quick to be like, oh, she got attitude, but they're not quick to say she got, she probably got attitude because I came out the side of my neck, (laughs) right? I said something real crazy to her. I think the craziest part about everything overall though is the fact that most of the times when it comes to bettering yourself or changing aspects of your personality it's really to make to appease other people which sucks right yeah it's for yourself a little bit but it's really to appease the people around you to make them feel more comfortable like what you said you 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 know you're somebody who gets offended easily which is not a good or a bad trait. It just depends on how however you want to take that. But if that's who you are, it's okay to feel how you feel, right? But I feel like kind of like in society, you saying you get offended easily will, will easily be turned to somebody saying she doesn't know how to act or she can't control her feelings, right? Or she can't remove yep. her feelings out of work scenarios or, you know, business or whatever it is. But on the flip side to me is you are really allowed to feel how you feel. If this, if somebody says something and you feel some type of way, are you really getting offended easily or have you been triggered? You're not getting offended out of nowhere. Your feelings are valid, right? So at what point do those feelings that you have stop being invalidated for someone else to feel better? <laughs> I, I think it's like a thin line, if you know what I mean. No, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. What you said was spot on. Most times I can live with myself. It's only when someone else enters the picture that what I'm doing is wrong. You know, mm-hmm. when I'm with myself, I can think how I want to think. It don't bother nobody. The moment someone else enters your life, whether it be a child, whether it be a spouse, whether it be a life partner, a mother, father, whomever, it's, it's the functionality between people that make a lot of times what you're doing wrong. That don't yeah. give me... Don't get me twisted. There's there's some things that are just integral, you know, integral that you can do. There's some things that is just, you know, the foundation of integrity. But other times, as soon as there there comes a certain um, another variable into the picture, that's when it becomes a problem. What I will say is, though, um, if everybody in the world went on feelings, then we'd have a big problem. The only reason I say that is because if I feel that you did me wrong and I tell you about myself, my feelings are validated now. Um, because I'm saying it out loud, but if you feel like knocking me out because of what I said, 
then you will also be okay because <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So at what point do we manage those feelings? Because everybody's level of I'm going to go there is different. Oh, yeah. So, and I, I think that's where like, you know, I want to say like two, maybe two, three years ago, emotional intelligence became a major thing with companies, at least the companies I've worked with and the organizations I've worked with, right? Emotional intelligence became a big thing. As soon as the pandemic started, I kid you not, almost every company I worked with or whatever it may be, they were all having these emotional intelligence workshops on how to be a better colleague in the workplace, how, how to raise your emotional intelligence level. And I think it's just so crazy to me because a lot of these workshops, like you said, are supposed to, on one hand, show you how to help validate someone's feelings. But on the other hand, it's really how to interact with people when they feel how they feel. But I, I don't think there's any clear-cut line essentially because again what jelly is an example she's allowed to feel how she feels if i say something and jelly's offended she's allowed to be offended because i said something that offended her but on the flip side like you said i could come back around and be like well you just took it that way i didn't mean it that way but i'm like did she take it that way or did or should i actually take a step back and revisit how i said it to her right but in any case, her feelings are going to be not going to are not going to be held to to higher value. Yeah, a lot of a lot of these workplace things that they do uh, are victim mentality type situation. Yeah. Um, they never it's rare. It's always about hey, you said something that made her feel bad. It's never hey, emotional intelligence is saying to yourself maybe they didn't mean it that way. It's never that. It's always about the aggressor versus the person who feels like. They were being, um, for lack of a better word, aggressed on. You know what I'm saying? I'll say from my personal experiences with a lot of things, and that's I've said it episode after episode. Depending on the mood you catch me in, sometimes is the reaction you get, and that's not a negative thing, right? And I don't mean a mood like, oh, I'm just having a bad day. It could really just be as simple as I'm exhausted. I've right. been working since six a.m. It's now six p.m. Why are you emailing me at six thirty? for a change in ABC. You, we were here all day. So now I'm annoyed, right? But you're, but in your perspective, you could be looking at it like, I've also been wrapped up with work all day. I finally got a woo-saw moment to look at my email at 6 p.m. So let me shoot her this email now. Right. But I don't think there's really any wrong or right. Yeah, yeah. But wrong I, and right is based on, based on the yeah. law. Most times yeah. the government. My first <laughs> role, like literally my... Caucasian male leader told me that I was being aggressive in a meeting. Well, literally, my job was to tell them, hey, you're either underspending or you're overspending, and you need to get it in line if you're overspending. I'm doing my job, but I'm being aggressive, right? And I literally was just like, oh my God, I'm never going to get promoted. Like, I, I, I don't know how else to say what it is I need to say. This goes back to my work dad. I told him what happened. He was like, go and ask that man yourself. So I went and asked him. He was like, no, I think you're great. Thanks for being the only one in the room that tells me no. Right? Literally, one man's or one person's perspective had me all in a tizzy about whether or not I was going to be able to move forward in my career because he deemed that me 
Telling someone no was too aggressive. Houseway. That's why I always believe, like, you are going to be the villain in someone's story, right? No matter what happened, what you did, someone somewhere is going to just perceive you as something you're not or exaggerate a situation just like what you said. You're going to be that in somebody's story. It's like, it's inevitable. But I definitely agree. Like, you can go down a lane and a spindle of thoughts after somebody says something like that to you, especially in your place of work. Like you're trying to progress, you're trying to climb the ladder and, you know, let's be frank, you know, when it's just us surrounded by them, um, we're, I don't want to say intimidated, but we got to fall in line essentially, you know? So I can completely understand how that would make you fall into a tizzy of, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But just like in his story, you're the aggressor, but to everybody else, you're fine. Like you're just going to be a villain in somebody's story. And sometimes you have to be okay with that. Like no matter what I do or how it would have come or how I would have said it, whether it was a text or via FaceTime or in person, if I paid for your Starbucks while I said it to you, I'm still going to be the villain in the way that you perceive me to be. But I can't go around in life trying to make sure that I'm not the villain in anyone's story. So at the end of the day, what does it matter to me? Right. Mm -hmm. I've had so many situations where like, you ever like text and then you delete it and you're like, you're trying to be like as nice as possible, maybe trying to set a boundary or explain like your position on a situation, et cetera. So I go back and forth, like, let me say how to say this, you know, let me not sound so aggressive, you know, da, da, da. And I said, well, mm-hmm. do all of that still hits in and there'll be a problem with what I said on the receiving end. Right? 100%. It's like, it's the like, like been there. <laughs> been there, done that. Oh, exactly. Like I just spent all of this time trying to make something as perfect as can be. And it's still was wrong. So I should have started with cussing you out in the first place. You know, so we want to call aggression. <laughs> I should have just literally left it like that, you know? So it's like, that's why I'm not cursing you out. Listen, sometimes it's got to be done, okay? You got to put your. Honestly, it's in the Bible. I think it's somewhere between Genesis and um, Revelations. Cussing out says. <laughs> oh, yeah, you definitely nailed it on that one. but you know the funny part Deja like I've been in those situations more times than I could count but I'm I'm at the point in my life now like especially when it comes to people when it's outside of work like I want to live as drama free well I don't have no drama in my life but not like that but I want to live a a stress-free life as possible like no stress Mm -hmm. and in those scenarios nowadays, I tend not to respond at all. And I still be in the wrong because somebody be like, well, you ain't even respond. I was like, there's nothing right I could have said. There's nothing I could have said to make you feel better. Like I remember one time I did something wrong and I apologized. I said, my apology was somewhere along the line of, I do apologize and I'm sorry you feel the way you feel. Their response was, See what you mean? You sorry? I'm, I feel the way I feel. I'm like, <laughs> well, this is what going downhill. 
what do you, <laughs> this is going downhill. You don't want to be killing me about like admitting that you're wrong or apologizing. It's like always that weird thing. You ever apologize to somebody and say, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, sorry. And then I was like, you want to put me on the cross? What you want? Like, tell me what you're looking for. Exactly. What's your resolve? Because because I'm like, if you wanted an apology, and then you run, I've ran into other people that I've apologized for something, and they're like, well, apologies mean nothing. I'm like, then why did you ask me for one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, in coach's voice, we could go on for hours about this topic. So listen, it's only a part two because I ain't done. You know what I'm saying? I could probably go a whole nother hour on it. So, you oh, know, that. listen, man, listen, why not? You know, so y'all, y'all tune in next week so y'all could get part two. Um, but I don't want to leave this without um, a final thought. So we're going to go around the room as we normally do. Lady J, talk to me. Uh, what's something you heard tonight or something that you, um that like piqued your interest while we were speaking that you can share with the people? I would honestly say that no matter how you feel in a situation, your feelings are valid. And sometimes there is no right or wrong answer. You just have to do what you feel is best and hopefully you're making the right decision. We'll be definitely going to chime into that next session. For real, for real. Uh, Daisy Days, talk to me. I'm going to have to stick with um, my quote. Like you are going to be the villain in somebody's story. So you just have to be okay with that. Is what it is. I love it. I love it. And we'll see if you keep that same energy next session. Uh, Chef Shay, talk to me. Um, I would say just be mindful. You can't make everybody happy. So focus on trying to make yourself the the, the happiest you can possibly be. Um, and always keep going with your goals, even if you mess up. Mm. Okay. Okay. Jelly Gels, talk to me. I would say embrace yourself. You are who you are. That's exactly how God intended you to be. Just make sure that while you're embracing yourself, that you're doing the work and making a conscious effort to enhance where you started from to get to where you're supposed to be. I love it. I love it. Um, For myself, I'm going to say I've created who I am based on who I was. So I looked at who I was in the past and I made the adjustments based on who I want to be in the future. So I can't really say the old me has ever left. Uh, It's just no longer accessible. Listen, ladies, gentlemen, everybody who tunes in with us, we appreciate your opportunity in each session. Follow us on IG on Therapy Podcast. And listen, listen, you're going to want to tune in for part two. It's Lady J, got Coach Ferns, Deja Deja, Chef Shea, Jelly Gels, and we out.